Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. This is Alain. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. I can't remember what episode this is. I did not do my homework. Is it 143? Something like that, isn't it? Uh, no, it must be 144. Wow. Doesn't time fly? That's just crazy. 144 episodes in. All I wanted to do was just basically publish an interview I'd done about coma lies all those years ago. And here we are. And now look, look, it's just crazy time. Crazy. Anyway, this week on the Empty Spiral Podcast, we are joined by our very special friend, Alan. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Quarantined, but good. So where are you quarantined? Tell us a little bit about your location right now. Well, right now I'm in my old hometown from uh, Tanto because uh, last in Italy, week for those I of you that don't know where Italy. Is. Yes, of course, Italy. Okay. First one, first nation in the world, Italy, <laughs> not France, because everybody says I'm French, which I'm not. For sure. Um, <laughs> no, I'm uh, right now. I'm in Trento at my boyfriend's house because uh, I came here last Friday uh, with just a small backpack with things for two days. And then uh, the Italian government uh, issued some uh, restricting orders to Lombardy, where I usually live. And so I found myself stuck here. So now I live here for the next month. So it's nice. I mean, I live together with my boyfriend uh, in a strange way now <laughs> because uh, we were forced to live together. But forced to it's live nice. Together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Have you, are the streets filled with singing people? That's what the UK media would have us believe is happening in Italy right now. It's, well, it's turned into kind of an, an open opera house across the nation. Well, there are quite a few flash mobs, like one every day. So it's, at first, in the beginning, it was nice. But one each day, it tends to get boring. <laughs> I mean... Because some people maybe are concentrated on curing uh, themselves uh, and... Uh, stay calm and stuff like that. And some other people are just there screaming out of the window, not singing, but screaming because not everybody is able to sing properly, of course. So <laughs> you hear all sorts of stuff, which is not necessarily music. It's fun. Karaoke at the balcony. Basically. Yeah, sort of, but nobody's drunk. At least I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from being quarantined, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke, which was a while ago? Well, it was like more than two years ago, probably, because I remember last time I spoke on the podcast, we were reviewing One Cold Day, so it was a very long time ago. Yeah, well, and then, the, the no, there was one other time which I was speaking about my theories about the You Love Me Because I Hate You video. We have spoken in but, real life, though, to be fair. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We've met, we've met quite, quite some times now, yeah, so... And uh, no, I actually moved uh, to Milan one and a half years ago. I found a job there, and I'm as happy as can be. I'm very satisfied. Now I'm living closer to my friends over there, so it's nice. It's uh, a bit tiring because my job now gets to be tiring, but it's uh, it's worth it. Yeah. So I'm very happy now. I'm in a very happy place. Excellent. Aside from being quarantined in Italy. <laughs> well to be fair i think we're only days away from it thank you very much uh so mike how are you sir what have you been up to um i'm i'm good i've i've been working on um a show 
that um, at a local theatre for the last, well, since the first weekend of January, and that's been postponed today. So that's been a bit frustrating with what's going on. Um, yeah. So it's been all work. And then on top of work, it's been building scenery and stuff for each item throughout the show. And then to have that rug pulled from out of you with, with lots of stuff going on, I think, across the country and Europe now, it's it's potentially going to move into very uh, boring times for a lot of us. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of cancellations across the world, aren't we? Really, I think twenty twenty is going to yeah. be the year that we all stopped and paused on everything, and reset, <laughs> yeah, reset, and came back to it later on. Hopefully, um, yeah. How about you, Russ? How's things with you? Yeah, pretty much similar to you guys. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure we'll talk about the current world events, but yeah, I've had. Three gigs cancelled this week, and um, the UK seems to be going through a. Uh, don't know. Everyone seems to want to take a giant shit at the moment because there's a national shortage of toilet paper and general groceries. So, yeah, just dealing with muppets that decide they want to panic buy everything. Unfortunately, I've just thought of something, and now I've so all of it. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> Has anybody seen anything on Facebook that some like statement that just said coronavirus masturbate your way out of it or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just saw this, all the toilet paper going. It, it must be something to do with that. Um, or as you say, presumably someone got the idea that there's this this diarrhea associated with this and we're all going to get the shits. <laughs> I have no idea. My local Tesco is completely out of pasta. And <laughs> and toilet paper. <laughs> I was like, okay, but shampoo, weird. Yeah. yeah, I know. See, I, as you can probably guess, I don't tend to go near the shampoo aisle. Although <laughs> my wife did point out to me that there's still lots of knocky. So presumably, most English people don't know the relationship between knocky and pasta. True. Very oh come true. on, really? Re- oh, really? <laughs> Seriously? True. <laughs> I'm probably thinking, yeah, that's that's clearly not related at all, so I don't need to buy that. I also no. think that this whole toilet paper and hand sanitizer thing is a distraction. It's a conspiracy designed to, to get us to focus on that being bought, but actually the real commodities that we can't afford to live without is not being bought. As in, these, you know, people aren't rushing to buy important stuff; they're buying bog paper. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think is actually yeah. happening. Or, here's my last theory, some guy from a cash and carry who'd run out, walked into a big Asda, all right, bought a whole trolley's load of bog paper, someone else took a photo, it went onto Facebook, went viral, and the world went mental. There you go. That's what I think has happened. Mm. I've got no other explanation for why people want so much shit paper. I really don't. Uh, Well, it's just gone stupid. I was talking to a guy at work this morning, so... Bear in mind the national shortage of bog, all right? Amazon.co.uk, right? 12 rolls of toilet paper, £43 plus delivery, and they've sold it out. And this is the thing. There are people called, I think they're called gougers or something, which are making money yeah, out of this. Big time, big time, big time, big time. I saw a thing on the news yesterday about a guy who travelled, an American guy who travelled across three states, 1,200 miles, spent $34,000 on hand sanitizer so that he could put it on eBay and um, Amazon. And he managed to sell some, but then Amazon and eBay had got wind of it and they banned him. So now, 
Now he's, he's caught. <laughs> he's caught thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage. And he somewhat... He might as well drink it. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere after his <laughs> he's, like... he's masturbating his way out of Corona. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it feels like there's a song there somewhere. Masturbate your way out of Corona. Um, for those of our listeners that don't know what masturbation is, go and look it up and don't lie to yourself. Right. <laughs> don't do it at work. Don't do it at work. It's the rhythm of the night. <laughs> I saw, and of course, there's a number of people working from home, isn't there now? And there's been a number of uh, a number of sketches about, you know, whilst you're working from home, having a crafty. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. So maybe this, it all comes together. Everybody has to work from home, those that can, because of self-isolation. Hence, the amount of toilet tissue goes up. I think I'm. And they all come together. Right. Okay. Let's just just clean the palate, guys. Let's just move on from here. Um, let's bring this back to Lacuna Coil. Did you see, by the way, that um, the band did a Instagram chat yesterday? Anybody see? They that? did. Yeah. That was really good. It got cut off somewhat abruptly. I don't know whether it'd run out of time or there'd be a connection issues or something. I, I missed that. Uh, but it must have lasted about, what, 40 minutes or so? From um, 8pm CT last night. There was quite a few people there. And Christina and Marco, then Andrea came on, then Richard came on, so Diego came on, then Richard came on. So, yeah, we got to... It was it was really informal. It was really great, I thought. It was, uh, it was kind of... I guess you could say quite typical of them, really. Kind of, if you see the see them as they are, chilling out, having a chat, swearing, talking about games. It was cool. And uh, they said they're going to do it maybe once a week, but we'll see. So if you've not not checked out their Instagram feed recently, you really ought to sort of stay on top of that because um, you get a chance to ask random questions of the band as they uh, sit in there chatting. So that was really kind of cool. In other news, we know that the um, the various tours. This should be taking place right now in the Far East and um, in Australia are being cancelled. Uh, I think the download in Australia, in Sydney, has been cancelled. I saw, I, I, I'm guessing there's expectation, anticipation that pretty much every tour over the summer and festival is going to be cancelled, right? With so many countries closing borders and talking about banning significant gatherings of people. I think it's fair to say it's going to be a very, very tough time in the entertainment industry. Um, and certainly anybody who, whose livelihood is, is is in that, you have my sympathies. And, uh, you know, wow, difficult times all around, I think. So, Alan, you'll be joining us for our song interview later, right? Yeah. Looking forward to it. Thank you, mate. Before then, I've got an interview that just been recorded with our good friend Helena who has been on the podcast before and she's uh, telling us about all the things that she's been up to in the last few years since we last spoke uh, as well as a project she has going on right now. Welcome Helena to the Empty Spiral podcast. It has been a long time since we last spoke. How are you? I'm very well thank you. Thank you for having me back after like a decade. Well it's half a decade. Half a decade, I'm half, sorry. Half a decade, yeah. So episode 49 was the last time you're on. And now it's 149, is yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much close to, yeah. We are, we're kind of <laughs> definitely up to the uh, 
143, 44, that kind of place. So we're getting close to, I won't say the big 5 0, because that's weak, it's not even close to that. But three times 5 0. How about that? Yeah, we're up to one and a half tons of podcasts. Amazing. Congratulations I, for that, my friend. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure how Mike, Russ, and I haven't killed each other by now, if I'm honest. But, you know, we, we must keep coming back for more. So it's all a bit weird, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the last time we spoke, we, were, we talked about where your story and how you got into singing and how you got into Lacuna Coil. So I think we should sort of start by, well, a bit of an update on you, really. What have you been doing in the last half a decade? <laughs> I've been doing not many things. I mean, well, uh, I, I no, no, I've, I've done some uh, stuff music-wise. I uh, released an EP. Mm-hmm. I released some singles. And now it's the time for the album, which actually I've been working on it for the last four and a half years. Wow. Okay. So clearly talking so, to me was an inspiration because it was four and a half yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. It so, all started with you. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I got to know this man. Now I have to make an album. There you go. And, Brilliant. Uh, so tell it me, happened. Tell me all about it. Tell me all about the album. So it's called all Demit. Yeah. yeah. So give, give me that. Give me that four and a half hour, four and a half year view of how it all it's came gonna together. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Um, so some of the songs I wrote back in the day, so five years ago, some of the songs I wrote really recently, um, they talk about many different subjects from, like serious subjects, you know, from domestic violence to bullying and stuff like that. Um, I worked on this album. I collaborated with a lot of amazing artists. One of them uh, you know very, very well, Mikey. Really? Seriously? Okay. Mikey, yes. Wow. Okay, so what was his involvement in I still can't believe it. It's it it is a dream come true. Seriously, for me, it's a dream come true. It was a dream come true when I uh, first met them. You know, back like five years ago mm-hmm. was that, mm-hmm. and um, and we spent some time together. And now the fact that he recorded on my album, it's very it feels very very surreal to me. Wow. But it happened. That's just crazy talk. <laughs> That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. It's crazy. So, so, um, how did that, what, did you get him drunk? And then, you know, how did you convince him to do this? How did it all work? I said, I said, well, I said, if you don't record on my album, I'm going to add coronavirus in your delicious looking food on Instagram. Bloody hell, that was pretty dark. (laughs) He went there straight away, didn't you? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow okay well, let's assume that wasn't the case <laughs> didn't have a choice no no i asked him very nicely very very nicely um and he said yes he liked the song and actually was when he was record he was recording the new album for Lacuna Coil. So i was waiting for him to finish with that and then he just did it in a day. He sent me his ideas. I didn't. I didn't give him any instructions or anything. You know, he just did it. He knew what to do, and he's such a um, such an amazing person. I feel like 
he really wants to help out new artists, mm -hmm. you know, as he did with uh, Melissa. Melissa is her name. Yeah, I think. yeah. And uh, I'm very, very grateful, you know, the fact that he did it. And also the fact that he recorded on this particular song called A Little Too Late, because it means a lot to me. Um, this song means a lot. And it talks about uh, domestic violence and how you actually at some point you become a, a strong person and you push through and right, you claim right. your life back. And I really want to, to, to work with charities with this song. So the fact that he recorded on that is, is super, super important to me. And I, can't, I cannot thank him enough. I actually didn't think that he would say yes when I asked him. I was like, I'm going to ask anyway, you know. The worst that can happen is that he says no, isn't it? That's right. Exactly. She always asks. So. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's still, I can't believe it. He's amazing. He's amazing. Wow. So tell me a little bit more about the album itself. He said it covers quite a lot of themes then. Um, I think anybody who follows you on uh, Facebook or Instagram would have seen a lot of photos from you recently uh, with some amazing makeup and, and amazing uh, costumes as you're sort of doing the, you know, I, I'm guessing the artwork and the photography for the album. So t tell me about what's the album called? So the album is called Demet. Okay. Yeah. Which is a word that doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. But I was trying to find a word that means that you find out the truth about something, you know, uh, and rebirth and change. Um, and I was I was listening to a David Bowie interview one day and he said that word. He actually said the myth. And I was like, oh, going to use this, it, stealing it from David. Can I use it, David? I asked. I looked you know, up in the sky, I asked, he said yes, and I took it. So here we are. Demet is the album. Mm -hmm. Nine songs are going to be included in this album. And hopefully it's going to be out in October, well, September, September October uh, 2020. It really depends on uh, how this campaign I'm still running is going to go. So tell, which me, is a tell me about the campaign. Yeah, it's it's a pre-order campaign that we're running. Uh, so the album is almost done. Right. So we're basically raising funds in order to launch the album. And we have four main bundles that are limited and exclusive to the campaign. So you better check it out now. Oh, I, I will. Yeah. But I have already, but I will check it out again because you're giving me a dirty look right now. You're giving yeah. <laughs> you made it very, very clear, Matt. You better get on that right now. <laughs> yeah, because after the the campaign is over, those bundles are not going to be out ever again. Right. Like this right. is the time to to do that, and I'm very, very excited. You know, I haven't done this before, so all this is new to me. It's my yeah. first album. It's the first campaign. It's 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 a bit um, overwhelming, but I'm really really excited, you know. And the the feedback I've got so far because I I posted to some teasers, mm -hmm. some debut album teasers yeah. on YouTube. Um, 
it's been very positive. I see that people really love the what they hear. And it's not even done yet. We haven't mastered it. So we're in the process of, you know, finishing the album. I can't wait to share it. I'm sure it's I'm looking forward to hearing it I, I, fully. You know, it, it sounds it sounds like you've got a lot of um, different stories to tell in the music, which is always exciting. So tell me about the, the visual style that you've adopted with the album. Where did that come from? Yeah, so I chose one character, mythological character, to be the main, you know, the, the, to, to represent the theme of the album, and that's Medusa. Okay. I think, I think we, we are all, um, we all know that she was a monster and she was, you know, um, a petrifying people who looked her in the eye, but... I looked at her story from her point of view and I think she, you know, she went through change that she didn't ask for and actually she paid for other people's uh, sins, really. Mm, okay, it's quite, in some respects, quite a tragic figure then. She's a quite tragic figure. Um, at the end... At the end, after she got uh, beheaded by Perseus, uh, goddess Athena wore her on her, you know, himation on her clothes. Um, but she's nowadays, I find that she's a symbol of power for a lot of people out there and especially women. And I wanted her to be to represent, you know, the theme of the album because she is the um Epitome, you say? Epitome of, of change, mm. of metamorphosis, you know. Um, so I think she's the perfect example for for that. Okay, so we so you've, you decided to use Medusa for those... Uh, I mean, I, did, I, I remember the old movie, right? You know, Perseus cutting her head off and stuff. <laughs> That's about as much as yeah. I knew. So uh, it's fascinating to hear, as you say, the other side of that story. Uh, but you've we've got a gold medusa haven't we we've got you dressed up with all of the snakes in the hair and looking really creepy and this gold medusa was that your your idea or did you collaborate with others to sort of pull that together for the album yes yeah, so the the golden medusa as i call her uh she's on the artwork and it was an idea that i had but of course i had people working with me and uh, helping me to realize this but for the 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 music video because there will be a music video for the song Demit uh, in that video I wanted to show three stages of her life right. the first stage is the maiden Medusa is just a beautiful girl who is a priestess of Athena she's quite innocent but not stupid um, and then you know she I don't want to tell the whole story because it's going to take us a while only if you want me to i can tell you the details you can tell me the details that's fine i'm sure it sounds like a fascinating story. unless you don't want to i mean i can google it okay. presumably. they're quite quite harsh details 
Okay. Well, okay. all right. We can we can cut bits out if we think it's not appropriate. But okay. let's see the cool. story. Come on in. I'm I'm up yeah. for this. Right. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So she was, as I said, she was a, a lovely girl, very beautiful, yeah. a priestess of goddess Athena. She was very devoted to her, and then she got raped by Poseidon. Oh, oh wow. Okay. In Athena's temple. So Athena, she sided with Poseidon for this. So she metamorphosed uh, Medusa into a monster. Right. right? I see. Wow. Okay. Well, this is pretty dark, isn't it? Yeah, okay. It's a pretty dark story. It's full of drama. You know, Greek drama is it's just, you know, nothing ends right or <laughs> everything is a, is a pain. Um so she got she then got expelled to this island to be to live forever by mm-hmm. herself. She couldn't look at anybody in the eye because everyone was turning into stone. So if we think about that from her point of view it's quite tragic it's that horrible. She, yeah. she couldn't connect with anyone anymore. Um and in the end she got beheaded, and after that, well, well, actually, as soon as she got beheaded, she gave birth to uh, Chrysaur and Pegasus. I'm sure you've heard of Pegasus, mm-hmm. at least. Um, flying horse, the flying horse, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's her, her story, more or less. So in the video, I wanted to show her innocent side, at first, and then um, the second stage is the metamorphosis, is the golden Medusa. Um, she started changing, but she doesn't know what's wrong. She doesn't know what's happening. So she's quite terrified, actually. Wow, okay. You know, because she, she didn't ask for this. She didn't ask for any of this, right? So mm. it's quite unfair, actually. It's quite unfair to her. Um and then the third stage is the monster Medusa, and she's basically she's a killer. You know, she wants to kill. She wants to uh, get revenge for everything that that's happened to her and her. Um, Almost understandable, was, yeah. Yeah. So she became her, her human side is not there anymore. She's now a monster. She kills. That's it. She doesn't care. Gotcha. Yeah, so this is going to be the the video. and um, I'm I'm kind of guessing that we don't see the fourth stage where she gets her head cut off and a horse comes out of her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's not the case. Well, you know what? If we had a bigger budget, I would have done that. But there are there are some restrictions. There were some budget restrictions there. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure even YouTube would have a problem with you giving birth to a horse. (laughs) <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to do something like that but it's just not possible you have to you know to have a huge budget for something yes, like of that course. yeah yeah so are yeah. you planning on the video coming out about the same time that you, you release the album sort of september october time is that right or yeah so i'm thinking to of releasing uh Demeth as a single and the video with it as well that makes sense that makes sense yeah okay. yeah everything goes well touch wood (laughs) 
Wow. So um, if it's the goal first, <laughs> if if people wanted to, you know, get hold of the exclusive bundles and stuff, where's the best place to do that? Is it? Um, there are a couple of places. One is Indiegogo. Okay. So the main campaign is on Indiegogo, but because Indiegogo doesn't uh, support PayPal anymore, I set up the same bundles on my shop. Okay. So they can go to uh, helenashop.net okay. to see uh, what's on there. It's a category called demyth crowdfunding. It's mm-hmm. there on the main page. But also, you know, I posted the Indiegogo uh, link everywhere on my official website, on my socials. So it's, and I'm posting like every 30 minutes. So it, you can't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'll make sure that we post the link as well. So make sure that people get over there and uh, check out the exclusive bundles. Yeah. Oh, that sounds, I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing it, as I said before, and I'll be heading over there as well. And of course, supporting you and I encourage others to do the same because, you know, why wouldn't you? Fellow fan, Mackie's on the album. I mean, what what more reasons do we need? How about that? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You said it all. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome. I mean, mean, the real reason for bringing you on here is I thought we were going to do some vocal lessons like we've done before. Vocal lessons. Should we should we do that? Should we give a give our um our viewers the opportunity to hear us doing vocal lessons? What do you think? Are you serious? We're gonna do this again. I'm always serious, you know five that. Years later. Like, we're supposed to be more mature now, right? After five years. But Really? I don't remember no. that. I don't remember <laughs> reading that. Where's where's the rules on these things? No, no, that's completely Oh, my wrong. God. I remember last time we were doing the lip roll, we were doing this. Yeah, I can do it. I can't do it. How about that? Was that, did that work? That... I taught you nothing. How I, 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 I kind of forgot. I'm not going to lie. I didn't practice. It's muscle memory, isn't it, really? I mean, I've, I've, hold on. I'll give it another go. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Uh, so I'll be appearing in concerts up and down the country. This is the reason that they're cancelling festivals because there's a chance that I might be farting on stage. Okay, can we can we try something a bit easier? This this the lip one didn't really work out for me. What else have you got? What other vocal? Come on. I think we did. Um, did we do the tongue trill as well? As well, we I did. I don't know. Did we? Oh yeah. We, oh yeah. Do you remember that? I I think I can do that one. Shall I give that one a go? How about that? Was that good? Very, very good. All right, okay, cool. That was really good. Well, if you need some backing vocals, you know where I am. Okay, that's fine. I reckon I can step in and act like some kind of monster in the background. Please do showcase your talents uh, to Christina. Maybe you can teach her those exercises. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll go down really well if I rock up and start going, just standing in front of her, making all those kind of weird noises. I'm sure she'll just she'll look at me as if I've gone completely bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So um, before we bring this, this to a close end, uh, we, we saw each other briefly at the show in London, right, last year. Um, you're obviously... Uh, listen to Black Anima. What are your thoughts on the album? What are your thoughts on Lacuna Core's latest efforts? 
Mm-hmm. So, I'll be completely honest, okay? I expect nothing less, young lady. Okay, great. Um, I really liked... I like the theme, I like the visuals, I like the sound, mm -hmm. but for my taste, is a little bit too heavy. Okay. For my taste. So you can imagine, like, Comalize is my favorite album. Mm. So I'm a softie. Um, yeah, we know. But you're forgiven. I'm, I mean, I will always love them and support them, you know, but it's not my favorite album. Um, I love the visuals. I love, oops, I love what they're doing. Um, and it's very, I know that it comes from the heart. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very honest, isn't it? Every yeah. time, every time. I love that they don't follow a certain path and every time they do exactly what they want to do. And you can hear that in the music. It's very heartfelt. But I'm a commonized girl. I know, you're a commonized Oh, she's nothing wrong with that, actually. There's nothing wrong with being a commonized girl, so don't worry. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Pretty exciting few years for you, then. Building albums and doing Indiegogo campaigns and EPs and now looking forward to launching your uh, your new, well, your first album onto the world with videos and so forth. It's really picking up, which is amazing, so... I can't wait to uh, to see you building on that success, and uh, I look forward to to seeing this album being released. So, uh, a message to Lakudakor fans everywhere: please support Helena in in developing this music. I'm sure it will be absolutely amazing, and uh, I'm looking forward to to hearing Mackie on there. Uh, I know your voice, very distinctive, beautiful. Looking forward to that as well. So. Um, thank you for after five years of staying away from me like i'm some plague carrier uh you have <laughs> you've chosen to come back and grace us with your presence here on the empty spark podcast it's really appreciated my friend so i would be back every day whenever you want me to be back i'll be here and thank you for for having me i really i cannot wait to share the album with you i'm sure you're gonna love the song that mikey's on there is the heaviest on the album and yeah let's talk about you know music again soon and i hope to see you soon again in london i'm sure you will we have to get back After in the car this. drive off the bloodstock and make stupid noises in the car yeah yes it. let's do some more of that yeah clearly i need to practice Why my, not? yeah i need to definitely need to practice my vocal just practice yes please yeah. otherwise we're going to be starting from zero yeah. all the time oh oh just one final time <laughs> no, I'm, I've not got it. Well, I, I, I clearly need you as a you teacher. Don't even try. You oh, don't come, even... that's what my teacher said at school. You could be a little more sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Alan. It's really thank amazing you. to speak to you, and uh, look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Thank you, my friend. See you soon. <laughs> This week we are reviewing the song Venificium from 
Lacuna Core's latest album, Black Anima. We're doing a pretty good job ploughing our way through the songs on the album. And now we come to this particular number. So, Mike, do you want to start us off and give us your views on Beneficium? Well, this particular number, where do you start? Um, you've got the big opening, obviously, in Latin, uh, with the triple-layered uh, vocals of Christina that has that powerful effect in the opening. And then you slide into the, uh, the softer vocals with Andrea, which up until now it's been very harsh and growling. And then you switch to the softer side with uh, the vocals throughout this. Now, the interchange in between Andrea and Christina works very well in the emotive way that the, uh, with the lyrics uh, going through. Um, and it's a very long song, I think, because there's so much crammed into it. Um, I think there's, there's a lot going on in it with the guitars as well, the drums throughout. And then you, we get to uh, obviously hear Christina's uh, obvious talent with the uh, the high vocals that she goes up to throughout the song. Um, lyrically, it's a very emotive song, I would say, about uh, a breakup and the passion involved with that and linking into a new day and a new start that lies within it after that. Um, for me as well, it also reminds me of other songs that they've done previously linking to it possibly uh, sounding similar to humane or self-deception in its uh, lyrical theme, both from Coma Lies. So thumbs up from me. So, so you get a sense you like it then? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't think of a better song um, for me. Oh really? Okay. So oh yeah. Sounds like you're a big fan. Russ, what do you think of yeah. Venice Fitchian? Um, I think Mike summed it up really well there. Uh, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of this song. Um, I think it's the centre point and focal point for Black Anima. Um, I certainly think it's the strongest or if not one of the strongest two songs on Black Anima. Um, musically, I find it's very sort of atmospheric, almost gothic-like. Um, it definitely creates sort of an, an aura of darkness. Obviously, Mike mentioned the opening with Christina with that sort of, you know, triple phrase Latin, um, which is sort of, you know, brings you into the song. Um, I think it's certainly Andrea's most subdued vocal on the album, and I think it's probably one of the uh, more cleaner vocals that probably complements Christina the best um, for quite some number of years. Lyrically, I find this quite an interesting one as well. Because um, my interpretation lyrically is that it's sort of quite almost cryptic um, and non-descriptive compared to a lot of the songs of sort of recent times. So lyrically, this sort of takes me back to some of the earlier stuff, which is kind of you know vague and poetic, and just creates sort of you know further question marks to interpret the songs sort of uh, on your own basis. But musically, big, big, big fan. Um, vocally, big fan as well, and I think. It's one of those where the sum of all the parts really does shine from what each individual has brought to the track. Mm, thank you. So, Alan, you, we spoke recently and you said, I want to come along and be part of the review for um, Venefitium. So here's your time, sir. So tell us what you think of the song and, and tell us perhaps a, a few, tip, few nuggets of information about this particular track. 
Well, I might know something about the song because actually, uh, I don't know if you, well, you guys know about it, but it's not being said publicly because I kept this private. But um, the Latin part is actually written by me and my boyfriend. So we cool. were, uh, which is very, very cool, which is still to date feels kind of strange, very strange because uh, I listen to this song quite a lot. And uh, it's, uh, so, it's a strange sensation to hear Christina, a chorus of, uh, uh, a choir, choir sorry, of uh, Christina's uh, singing some of my words, which are Latin words, which is even stranger <laughs> for me. <laughs> so where did that all come from then? Let's, let's, let's explore that for a moment. And that's a big deal as far as I'm concerned. So, um... Well, let's sum it up with one word, which is beer. <laughs> everything starts, starts from beer <laughs> now I was drinking a beer with uh, Maki at a local pub in Milan near Milan, sorry and uh, we were drinking and uh, he remembered my boyfriend actually teaches languages so he was like, oh we're stuck with some ideas in Latin, so can you help us so yeah, I got in touch with uh, Christina, she gave me some uh, insights and an example of a Latin sentence that uh, she wanted to use, but, but uh, she didn't feel like uh, that the words, the choice of words was fitting uh, and uh, she wasn't so satisfied about it. So we started working together, me and my boyfriend, and uh, those two sentences uh, are were born after a while and uh, they really loved it. Indeed, uh, they used it. So I guess they liked it. I hope so. And um, actually, I was the one that came up with uh, the, um, the the most of the sentence, and my boyfriend helped me refining it. Conceptually, it's uh, um, it's the song itself. So it's like, okay, uh, this is a new day, and uh, I feel new strength uh, getting uh, out of me. And uh, I feel new and uh, everything that's been poisoning me from you has been defeated. So that's the whole concept of the song. And in fact, also on the verses, uh, on the first two or three uh, verses, you can see that uh, um, you can hear them arguing like uh, they are blaming each other, like uh, you are the cause of our pain and uh, the other one. I am here to show you how much pain you have caused me. So it's like arguing. And then everything sums up in the end, like uh, when Christina sings that uh, she wants to start again, she wants to rise up and uh, learn again and forget everything and move on with her life. So it's it's a new newfound strength to it. So it's conceptually, it's a very strong and uh, it's very linked to their own stuff, also musically to me, even though uh, Christina has really stepped it up uh, in her singing parts, which uh, I really enjoy, especially live, because I want to see how good she is live now. And uh, she nails it every time. So I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with this, with this whole record, but especially with this song, given my emotional attachment to it and also given the, um, the result that's coming out of, uh, of this song. The, the whole song together is, 
sums up everything from older lacuna coil stuff to newer lacuna coil stuff. And it's it's the right amount of everything that lacuna coil has put out in uh, their whole career. So it's 10 out of 10 for me. So sorry, guys, I have already voted. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly that's an amazing story. And it doesn't come as a surprise to me that he started with a beer with Mackie. Uh, I think most, as you said, most <laughs> things do. But um, that's incredible for you to have been involved in that. You and, you and your boyfriend and kind of working with the band and coming up with these lyrics and then it just being part of this song. My own thoughts on Venetium. Um, I first heard this song when it was still in kind of demo phase. I think it, it had. A, I think Marco was calling it epic at the time. I felt that it was musically very different from anything else we I, I was hearing on Black Anima in, it, in its development. And initially, I I'm not saying I struggled with it because I was blown away by it in a good way straight from the outset. Uh, but it did feel very, very different in the same way um, that Cybersleep, for example, felt very different to me when I first heard that. And, and I always struggled with that feeling like a um, lacuna core song. And it was my problem, not the band's. My, it was down to me kind of needing to open my mind a little bit more to, to what they could do and what felt right within you know, their style of music, knowing that they have many different styles of music, uh, but bound together with one kind of bass which is the core um, vocals of Andrea Christina and of course the bass of Marco I I very very quickly come to love this song Um, I'm going to talk a little bit in a moment about the live performances but I'm glad that you spoke first about the um, what the lyrics really mean because when I read this song it felt to me like something as as Mike put it like something off of um, of Comalize, a kind of an emotional conversation back and forth. It was heaven's a lie or self-deception. It's that kind of vibe, and I can understand why we've 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 kind of gone back to that in terms of its lyrical roots. And I think Russ, you're right. A lot of the the other songs we've heard recently are much more obvious, possibly because they don't don't really tackling emotions, you know, between two, two different people. Whereas this one does again, so it takes us back to those roots once more. I think musically, musically it's fantastic. I think the structure of the song is amazing. I love the fact that they've given this song room to breathe. If this was a four-minute song, it wouldn't be work. It wouldn't work right for me. It needs that time to build up, to go through the different components of the song, to have our reprise and our return and a, 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 the various breaks in it. It needs those things to to feel as epic as it's become and I, th- I think it's a standout song on not just this album but on any of their albums um, in terms of the live performance I was very surprised very surprised when I heard that they were going to sing this live um, I s- still stay, say that Christina always manages to surprise on every album that Lacuna Core do and I think she surprised all of us with where she takes her vocals on Black Anima. Um, no more, in fact, than on this song. This and Reckless, obviously, we've got a really high-picked leading to the chorus in Reckless. And then we've got this. And I was like, nah, nah, they're going to play a recording, surely. You know, that's the kind of thing you do once in a recording studio, right? Well, and, <laughs> and drink lots of liquids in between each time kind of thing. And, and just keep doing it until you get it right. Because 
when you're jumping around on stage and you've, you've been on stage for an hour and blah 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 blah, blah you could you really maintain those vocals or to, to perhaps be more judgmental could christina do it i mean christina's not an opera singer at least as far as i'm concerned she's not and then she rocks up with this and belts this stuff out and it's actually quite incredible to hear her do it note perfect and uh yeah it blows me away so and then bring it down and do the chorus and then do the uh, do the verses and, and and so on and so forth and maintain that all the way through and then right at the end do it again like it's some kind of vocal test that she puts her through uh, and yet she does it and it's quite quite incredible so yeah this is i think they were right when they said uh, when, when they named this one epic when it was in the demo stage because it definitely comes across epic in every single way uh not my favorite lacuna Corfort song but it's really up there and i think it will be up there for a lot of people it's a great great song so we've already had a spoiler from Alan, thank you for breaking our format. By the way, I might edit you out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Mike, what do you give this song out of ten? What do you give Benefit? Uh, Eleven, if I could. Uh, no, t- uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. What about you, Russ? Um, live for Christina's vocal performance, as Mike mentioned, is is a stunning song. Um, for me, backing it up against the rest of the discography, it's a it's a nine point five, almost a ten. Okay, oh, I don't this song it's certainly at least a nine should i give it a 10 out of 10 is yeah. it my favorite song on the album yeah, you should God, oh, feeling the pressure now do you know what i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 i'm not giving any other songs on this album a 10 out of 10 so far i think this is a stunning stunning song um i'd love to see a proper video for this or a video for this i really would uh, what an incredible track for a band with, with this maturity and this longevity to come out with. You know, I want to say so late in their career, but you know what I mean. This is this is something very new and very different and very revitalising, and I dare anyone to, to listen to this and not be blown away by it. Incredible song. So what we got? We got 10, we got 10, we got 10, and Russ with 9.5. You sure we can't convince you? <laughs> All right. Come on, Russ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 9.5 and three ten out of 10s. That's, that's a stunning performance and um, by far the biggest number we've had so far on Black Animal. So there we go, Venefici. Right, well, that brings us to a close this week on the podcast. Thank you, Helena, for joining us in the interview. I'm looking forward to see what you're doing next, and good luck with the um, the project you've got on right now with Demift. Alain, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast with us. Uh, I knew a little bit about the the background to Venefici in your involvement, but it's not not the detail that you provided, and it's always good to get it directly from you, sir. So it's been a real honour you have you being on here with us thank you very much for taking time out of your your busy isolated schedule 
to um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to come and join us. I'm sure you'll you'll be otherwise I'm very busy being quarantined. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you will be otherwise standing out on your balcony singing Venifici with the top of your voice, wouldn't you? In, in Latin, no doubt. I'm looking forward to seeing your version. By the way, I want to hear that. I want you to put it on YouTube from your uh, from your phone or something. Is that right? <laughs> yup. <laughs> and once <laughs> once again thank you Mike and Russ for joining us here uh, it's uh, it's always great when we get together and have a bit of a chat and um, put the world to right as it were and work out how the hell we're going to uh, remain isolated from all the festivals and concerts we, we really want to go to and how we're going to maintain interest in other things but uh, I guess one thing isn't affected and that's the podcast right you know we've we can do this yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah and uh, hopefully get a chance for people in their boredom to turn to us and listen to our stupid words. You never know. We might put out a few more listeners because they've got nothing better to do. So they run out of all the <laughs> bad books to read in their house and they finally turn to the Empty Spiral podcast for some kind of random entertainment. Anyway, I've spoken long enough. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, you can, of course, reach out to us in the normal places over at EmptySpiral.net or on a Twitter feed, or of course on Facebook. Uh, you've got a question, you've got a comment, you want to be on the podcast, just reach out to us and you're more than welcome to join us and tell us about your love for Lacuna Coil. And maybe if you really want to, you can stay around and review a song with us. All right, guys. Well, I'm working from home this week. Uh, I'm going to be living in my man cave for the foreseeable future. I've got beer. I've got games. Sure. I'm a happy man. We've got battleships. Have I got battleships? I do not have battleships, but I've got X-Wing, the Zomb- miniatures game. That's better than battleships. Sorry? Zombie Apocalypse or Zombie Side? I've got Zombie Side. I've, I've got Zombie Side. That's all you need. I've got Manchester Madness. Uh, I've, oh, I've got we're all here. I'm well stocked out. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> not going to be short of things to do in my little man cave. Apart from two hundred. If you want to see zombies, you need to just open a window <laughs> late, late. Yeah, I live in West London, mate. That's always the case. And when I commute into London, there's on the train. So. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, so, um, even if you are stuck in your house with Off with Super Future, make sure that you keep a good soundtrack going. And I suggest you um, just keep listening to Lacuna Call. That's the only way to stay sane, right, guys? Indeed. 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 Right, well, until the next episode where I've got a little treat for you because I recently interviewed Andrea, but I I will not be telling you more. You'll have to uh, listen in on the next episode of the Empty Spiral Podcast for all of the juicy information he has to reveal. Until then, folks, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Uh, Namaste, because we don't shake hands anymore. Um, Rub elbows or wiggle toes or whatever it is you need to do, Uh, but certainly listen to Molecular Call. Speak to you soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Ciao, guys.